This episode of the Consulting Pipeline podcast is brought to you by me, Philip Morgan. One of the things that makes specialization difficult, scary, and super risky is lack of information. And I know that a lot of people, when they come to this decision point of how will I specialize my business so that I do have access to higher rates and more demand for my services, that's the question. And the uncertainty that obscures the answer to that question is, what if I pick the wrong market? Or that's one of the forms of uncertainty. Market research is one way to reduce that level of uncertainty. In the Positioning Manual for Technical Firms, the book that I wrote on this subject, there is, if you buy the complete bundle of the book, that's the second most expensive version of it, there's a whole handbook dedicated to different ways you can do market research. Online research, or as I discussed in the last episode of this program, the more sort of intensive, but I think more productive form of research where you're actually speaking with people. There's a whole handbook that talks about how to do that. It's called the Market Research Handbook. And you can find that in the complete bundle of the Positioning Manual for Technical Firms at thepositioningmanual.com. Okay, another uh, list member question today from Mr. B. Here goes the question. Positioning is not my problem yet. I need to focus on getting more leads, any leads really, in the first place. Join the club, Mr. B, <laughs> or you're in good company. Um, I'm experimenting with positioning while I'm looking for more leads. So I'm testing different kinds of openings in the market when I'm talking to people to see what, what people respond to, which, by the way, is an excellent form of market research. Mr. B continues, when it comes to positioning, the one thing I'm struggling with is that the most obvious specialization seems to take me too far away from my core competence. I'm only looking at this specialization that would take me away from my core competence because it might work as a means to get me noticed by people and ultimately get them to hire me for my core competence. So basically, it looks like a good lead generation approach, but it does not seem to align very well with Mr. B's core competence. My core competence is building websites, but the specialization I discovered is fixing existing websites to make them work in a certain locality. I'm uh, anonymizing a little bit some of the details here so as not to um, give away too much information. The scary part is that in order to provide this service, I need to develop a broad familiarity with lots of technologies and to eventually find out if there's a specific technology to focus on. So at this point, it looks... Uh, again, Mr. B continues, at this point, it looks like that classic, I'm afraid to specialize because what if the market I pick is too small problem? But uh, there's this additional complexity that is really at the root of this where there seems to be this particular specialization might just be too disconnected or too far from Mr. B's core competence. Okay, so that's the question with a little bit of commentary of my own sprinkled into it. Here's my, what I, how I think about that question. This is really a, a question of alignment. And it's certainly true that in thinking about lead generation, 
you might structure some of your services, uh, perhaps actually all of your services could be structured this way, as fixed-priced, fixed-scope offerings, also known as productized services, probably also known as other things as well. And by making some of those very uh, sort of small and bite-sized, you can make it easier for clients to begin a, uh, a relationship with you that involves them paying you money. And in a lot of cases, that's a good thing. Not, it's not like a universal cure-all for lead generation. But by lowering the barrier of uh, trust and budget that's required to begin working with you, you can often accomplish really good things for your business. And having a progression from small sort of bite-sized introductory type services, which could be things like a paid discovery session or uh, even something more simple and basic like an information product. As long as there's a good alignment between those small services and then the bigger services you offer, which could be bigger fixed price, fixed scope offerings, or they could be uh, completely custom offerings. As long as there's an alignment in the sort of expertise that you're applying to the problem or the nature of the problem itself or just simply the target market that your services are designed for, then I think it's fine to have some something that's like a lead generation or uh, an introductory service offering. In internet marketing terms, it would be called the front-end offer. And then something else... It, it, you know, that's the small thing. And then there's something else that's, or, or several something else's that are the bigger thing that you're ultimately hoping to sell quite a bit of as well. And in inter internet marketing terms, that would be called your back end. So that's one form of alignment that I think works very well. Another form of alignment that I think works very well is providing solutions that solve uh, sort of surface level problems and then providing other solutions or other service offerings that go deeper into solving even deeper problems. So uh, actually, let me throw out some quick examples first. Um, the small to big progression is something, Sean D'Souza has a really a whole book about this, uh, about pricing and what he calls, uh, I think, sequential or serial selling, where your focus is not on being like Amazon, where anybody can wander into Amazon.com and order anything from a, you know, probably a, a product that costs one, one cent in U.S. dollars, you know, the, the smallest, almost the smallest currency uh, division we have, and uh, all the way up to, you know, stuff that may cost tens of thousands of dollars. I actually don't know what the most expensive product Amazon sells is, but let's assume it's pretty expensive. So that's, that's a sort of like, here's everything that we sell, you can buy any of it approach. And what Sean D'Souza advocates is this sequential selling where you, you start small and you start with something that solves a small need. And then you have other offerings, which are in some cases only revealed to people after they bought that sort of introductory thing. So, uh, Sean D'Souza in his workshops, which, you know, are like multi-thousand dollar things, he insists that people who sign up for the workshop have bought and read 
uh, one of his books called um, The Brain Audit. So that's an example of sequentially selling and you may not have that rigid a structure, but that's the idea is that most people are going to start small and, and go big. That's an example of that alignment moving from small to big. Here's another example of that alignment moving from surface issues to deeper issues. That makes me think of Alan Weiss. Alan Weiss is a uh, mixed bag. <laughs> he's, he's a polarizing figure. I think some of his insights on consulting are genius insights almost. Uh, it just, you know, incredibly useful and valuable stuff. And what you've seen him do in his career is move from, and I don't mean to trivialize some of these issues by saying they're surface issues, but they are, uh, like, like if you went, if you were really sick and went to a doctor, you would probably have a bunch of symptoms <laughs> of stuff going on. And some of those symptoms are more superficial and some of them are deeper and require more work to address. And I think it's the same thing with a business or people who are in business. And what you've seen Alan Weiss do over time is move from stuff like, well, I'm going to show you how to write a proposal, which is important, but it's compared to some of the other stuff he's now focused on, it's somewhat superficial. And so you might become interested in uh, Alan Weiss's stuff, you know, his books and other products and services at first, because you're like, well, I got a problem with proposals. My proposals uh, suck and no one's, no one's responding to them. I got to fix this proposal problem. But you've seen Alan move from those sort of more surface things to these deeper issues like stuff about your mindset and your uh, beliefs about yourself and stuff that like for a lot of people doesn't really uh, ever come up or it would only come up if they were working with a therapist or something like that. And that's a very interesting example, I think, of someone who, when you look at his progression over time in his career, he's moved from things that are somewhat superficial to things that are deeper. And I don't mean necessarily more important. I just mean um, less on the surface, really. So those are the two forms of alignment where I believe when you apply that to this question for Mr. B., you start to get hopefully some ideas about what would be what would make sense like uh, in Mr. B's situation to take the problem that he's seeing and structure a you know a range of service offerings. Now I got to say the way that this question has been asked makes me think that there is not a really clear path, meaning there's not that clear alignment from the sort of introductory thing, uh, fixing websites so that they work better in a certain uh, region to what he ultimately does. And if there's not that clear path, then in a way, you're sort of setting up two different businesses if you were to pursue this potential specialization. And my experience with that, and this could just be an outgrowth of my personality or a facet of my personality. My personal experience with that, with having two different businesses has not been good <laughs> because it's just hard to market two things that aren't really a part of the same continuum, either from small to big or from surface to deeper. And it just, you end up with the, this has been, you know, sort of documented by other people, the, the two audiences problem where you you have um, really, you have a sort of, aggregation of multiple different audiences and those audiences have con 
interests and concerns and problems and needs that are so different, it's, it's really hard to serve them both at a high level at the same time. Some people, I suppose, can do it. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just, uh, you know, sort of limited or constrained in that way by my personality. But I have not met a lot of people who can actually do that sort of two audiences thing in the world of professional services. In the world of products or things where you have a team of employees and they're doing all the work for you, that's a different situation. I'm really talking about the the solo uh professional services provider or somebody running a really, really small firm. It's just them and a few other people. So in that situation, I would be hesitant to recommend, Mr. B, that you pursue this particular specialization that you found, even though it seems like really attractive from a lead generation perspective. I, unless I'm misinterpreting what you said or uh, have missed some important detail, I would say keep looking for um, another way to specialize that also you know, has that alignment between the small and the big or the surface and the deeper issues and also is not terribly difficult to generate leads for. Hope that helps. If you, dear listener, have a question of your own, I've just set up a question hotline. You can call a phone number. You'll get a voicemail prompt. You will record your question in as much detail, but also hopefully in a succinct format, I will play it on air and answer the question. The number is 707-204-0717. Again, that's the Consulting Pipeline Podcast Answer Hotline, 707-204-0717. Hit me with your questions there. Pretty much anything about positioning, lead generation, or uh, email marketing is the other thing I like to talk about a lot would be fair game, and I will do my best to answer it on air. Or if I can't, try to bring in an expert with me who can also answer it. Full disclosure, I have ripped this idea wholesale from the uh, <clears throat> the uh, strong masculine hands of Kai Davis, uh, a friend of mine. He, he is going to do this for his own podcast, and he presented the idea, and I said, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. So again, hit me with your questions, 707-204-0717. Talk to you soon.